0: Welcome to Kicking It Local, the podcast all about the football community in South Australia. I'm your host, Johnny Kerko, and Macron Sports Hub Adelaide, are read, to provide your club, academy, or organisation with all its team wear needs. For inquiries or online shopping, head to macronstoreadelaide.com.au. And today I'm joined by Mount Barker United's CSL head coach for the A's and also player for the B's, Mark Newbury. Thank you for joining me, Mark. Pleasure to be here, Johnny. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you uh, online today to chat to me about your story. Um, there's a lot to get through. I've just been doing some research and, uh, well, looking back on what you've done. But let's talk, I want to talk about your current status at uh, Malbark United shortly. But there's um, early days, back in 1992, I believe, is when you started your juniors back at Adelaide City. Um, that's a pretty big time. That's too, I don't want to put it, uh, a little bit of a mark on how much of an age gap there is between us but uh that's two years prior to when <laughs> i was born so but right that's um that's a big year for adelaide city as well because that period is when they won a few championships in the nsl what was it like to be a part of a club in at a junior level at that in that era
1: oh yeah it was amazing i mean um we'd obviously heard that that was one of the the premier clubs in the country um and so my parents made the decision to we lived in the hills so they uh, made the decision to take me down there and, and have the trials and got into the club, um, and it was obvious that it, it was a well-run and, and very respected club, and, and the top-notch, you know, coaches were there, and mm. um, we occasionally got the catching glimpse of some of the some of the players that you might see on on TV and that um, that were training around the place as well. So it was um, it was yeah quite an honour to be there um, for a kid um, of only nine or ten
0: years old. Yeah, being your first club that you were being a part of, what so that's um, what was it like to. You fitting into there was it did it, did it was it a smooth transition for yourself
1: uh yeah it was I mean there was there was so many so many kids um trialing and trying to get into that club and you'd you'd make friends really quickly you'd, you'd um I mean we all just loved our football so much so uh you'd bond pretty quickly with with all the other kids and um there was always such a buzz getting around at those junior junior club round the the junior club rooms. so uh it was a, a real good um, environment to be a part of yeah
0: did you um did you go and support uh, them in the NSL as well? Was it like a cool feeling to 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 see uh, the club that you're a part of being the national stage as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. My my old man used to take me to the games. Um, yeah, pretty regularly. We I remember the famous um, Damien Mori goal. We were actually we were going to the game and we were walking into the into the uh, behind the stands and we heard the whistle go. We thought, oh, that's okay. We're not too late. <laughs> we haven't missed much. And obviously, three point seven seconds later, the the crowd erupted with that goal. So, um but yeah, no, it was it was a, a really good going to see the the national team play the national side. Yeah.
0: Now, when you're during your time there, obviously you would have had ambitions to try and get into uh, the seniors at at some point. How how did that all pan out for yourself?
1: Uh, so I made it all the way to um the reserves squad in in the year two thousand. Um, and we, well, I mean, we were training with the first team a lot um, but I never quite broke into that, that first team but uh, making it to that level, um, I look back, you know, uh, as a good achievement there was um, some players in there, um, I used to rub shoulders with Adriano Pellegrino was one who obviously went on to a very good career um, he was in that reserve squad with me so, um, yeah, once upon a time I was rubbing shoulders with um, players of that calibre but, um, yeah
0: that it was would, a good achievement. That me. would have been very oh. cool to, to be around those type of um those names as well. But then your next step after that was Campbelltown City. Um, how did that transition go for you from uh from being at Adelaide City to Campbelltown City as well? Uh,
1: well, there, there was a, a couple of years gap there. Um, so in two thousand and four is when I went to Campbelltown, and and again you were made feel made to feel really welcome at the club. Um, as soon as as soon as you'd um made the cut as well and, and being selected as part of the squad. Um, uh yeah the club that's a, again a very professional and well-run club so um yeah we were made to feel really welcome and, and some good quality uh, players and coaches around you and, and all the
0: all the support that that club has is is phenomenal as well so and how do you find trying to get into the top because i know you were only playing in uh, the reserves during your time there but what was it like trying to break into that first team at, at that period for yourself
1: uh it, look, it was it was tough. I mean, the the competition for spots was was um yeah, obviously really high. Um you've just gotta gotta keep going, keep showing up, keep putting in hundred percent, um, and make sure that the coaches or the head coach in particular are are noticing you. Um and so yeah, I was selected as a, a substitute um a few times and was waiting for my my chance to get on the pitch, but um yeah, never quite made that one. Um but yeah, no, it was definitely um some some high quality players in there and occasionally some of the A League players. Uh, would come down and you'd you'd sort of think oh I've got to compete with this now the, the likes of Andrew Costanzo and I think Aaron Goulding was part of it then as well so yeah yeah it was hard to break into the first team
0: the um well your send off which was uh, when you went before you moved from Federation to the uh, amateur league was back in 2006 and that year you managed to to win um, at uh, Cooper Stadium for the reserves how was that to to finish off on that occasion.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. For me, that's a really special uh, memory. Uh, I, the, the reserve squad. I know we had um, there was a fantastic amount of potential within that squad, and our um, our league result didn't didn't reflect um, how good a quality side we had. Um, we just went on one of those cup runs where, um, from memory, I think we I think we knocked off Blue Eagles and Metro Stars, made it to the final against Sassy, who had been you know the outstanding uh, team all year, and managed to snag a one 0 win in a final, a sort of a tense final, and. Um, yeah, with uh, a few hundred people watching, so it was it was sort of you know a bit of a bit of a taste of what it would feel like, you know, to, to have made it to
0: that top level, I suppose. Then, well, that's, that's a cool way to to finish off the year, or not, you, obviously the cup, um, getting winning the cup in that final year there before moving to amateurs. But the amateur move is that was that just saying because you thought that uh, it was never going to work out in seniors, um, your aspirations in the federation, or was it just um. Bit bit easier for you to move, make a move into the amateurs and a bit more relaxed of an uh, uh, environment for yourself.
1: Yeah, well, it, it was, it was a, a bit of that. I mean, I'd also I'd signed a three-year contract with Campbelltown um,
0: for that period, so it was
1: 04, 05, 06, and um, they, they weren't going to renew that. So, yeah, I, I um, didn't want to um, keep trying at the federation level and took my foot off the pedal a little bit and, and um, dropped down into the amateur league Saturday um,
0: as amateurs. So, yeah. Did you, did you still have the same enjoyment playing in the amateurs as it was in Federation for the under-23s?
1: Uh, uh, to be honest, I don't think so. Um, yeah, it, it's a completely different um, environment. So the, the Federation-level um, clubs, um, it, it's still – obviously, it's still very enjoyable, but um, it's, yeah, it's a, a step down in, in professionalism and, and um, the players and people that are around you. Um, it's uh, yeah a bit of different kettle of fish, but still enjoyable, yeah.
0: Well, now you're playing collegiate so you've you've played pretty much everywhere um in in federation amateurs now in the collegiates, um but you had a break in between but what led you to going back to uh to the Allied Hills where you're from and uh, playing at uh, Mount Bark United now at uh, in the CSL where you've been since 2016
1: uh yeah so i moved up to Littlehampton in in 2015 um and um got the bug again to keep playing, keep fit, um, and see how far I could go. And Mount Barker were the, the, the club to go for, um, I joined them. Yeah. Like I say in 2016, I think they were div three, uh, then, and, and we got promotion to div two in collegiates in the first year I was there and then into div one, uh, the year after. And that was a tough year and went back down to div two. Um, and we are back down in div three now, but I've been heavily involved there um, ever since. And, um, I mean, I, yeah, I play, I coach, I volunteer, I, um, work behind the scenes in in administration and yeah dude my heart and soul is with that club now I've I've made some lifelong friends there and um wouldn't dream of going to another club now I don't
0: know well how do you feel playing um at the club because you would would have been in your early to mid 30s when you when you started playing at Mount Barker United how's it how's the transition been for your your body and yourself to to be playing there in in that league as well
1: uh, the, the transition's been good. I, I um I made a conscious uh, decision to really try and push myself. Like you say, I was in my, yeah. my mid thirties when I when I joined there, but I um got the diet right, got the training right, um, managed the body um, as well as you can, uh, and I'm still here going now. I'm 41 and still um still going. The next goal is to be playing at at 50 years of age, but yeah that's um that's a long-term goal and we'll see how we go with
0: that one. Oh, you can still get there but um well let's talk about the most recent change as well because last year you're playing in the a's and then coach uh, you're coaching the uh, the b's this year you've done a bit of a flip um and now you're playing in the b's coaching the a's how are you finding that to try and um to to do that you had a little bit of a slip in your uh playing level but you've had a bit of a boost in your coaching level as well
1: yeah yeah that's true so um uh, for me, I mean, obviously, the age is, is a factor in the playing. But the body starts to to slow down a little. But um, the uh, taking on board coaching the A's this year has, has been um, really rewarding. Like I said, I've been with the club for, for seven years now. And uh, this year was the first year where it sort of felt like a little bit of a rebuild in the A's. We had a whole bunch of um, new and younger players coming through, um, some that had, had played um, previously with the club but at the state league level. Um, and so it felt like a bit of a rebuild. And... and um, we had a really successful season I really um we finished fifth but only one win out of third and so for a new squad to come together and um, and perform so well um I thought it was um, a good achievement um and the culture within that that team now is is exceptional all the players um really enjoy it there and um, I think it's a place now that they look forward to coming and giving hundred percent of football but um yeah really good year for my first year coaching A's
0: the, um, so what's it like being a part of the the CSL setup up and, um, being in both roles is, is it a challenge trying to do juggle the playing and the coaching at the same time? Well, obviously, uh, it, yeah,
1: it, it does have its challenges. Yeah. Sometimes it is. Um, it's a bit rushed on a match day, but, um, I tend uh, at the trainings, I, I coach both B's and A's and, and the, um, in the B's level, you, you can, I can sub off early and sort of, you know, uh, go across to start getting the A's ready, um. So it, it works for me um, and and all the players are, are very supportive of it. Um, they're happy to, to um, you know, see me play in the Bs as well. And then they know that I'll be along shortly to, to get them ready for the ace match. So
0: Yeah. Well, I hear with coaching for yourself that uh, the VAO cameras do a little bit of helping, uh, help you out a little bit with your coaching.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love, um, I love going back and watching the VOs and, um, yeah, I've... Uh, I wouldn't say mastered the technology yet, but I've, um, I've know how to put a clip together and, and I'll post that on a thread for the lads and, um, you know, explain to them what I'm after and, and uh, you know, what runs I want to see and, and um, what's gone wrong, what's going right. Um, and um, the feedback from those VO videos have, has been uh, really good from the playing group. Yeah, they're really supportive of that because um, sometimes with only one training session a week, um, you know, you... you it, you can make it really clear through a VO video um, in, in an actual match situation. So, yeah, it's been really good having that.
0: And with um, having a CSL uh, team up there in Mount Barker, what's some of the challenges you guys try and um, face at a, as a club? Because we know that there's challenges of getting players up the hill uh, for the Federation clubs, um, including the Hills Hawks and Mount Barker United. But as a, in a collegiate um, sense, how, what's the challenges like in that area trying to recruit players up there?
1: Yeah, I, I, I imagine there is, I mean, yeah, it's a challenge to get people up the hill, like you say, but um, numbers wise, the club doesn't struggle at the CSL level. We do have, um, I think, there are just over 100 uh, registered players. So um, this year we fielded five teams in the collegiate league, um, which is, um, I think, the max you can have or close to the maximum you can have. So uh, the numbers are there. Um, uh, for me personally, it's um, it's a matter of trying to trying to recruit some of the the quality players that um, hopefully will you know, fill up the A's and then it will filter down into B's and and the and the lower grades of the CSL. So um, yeah, I, I think it is difficult for for clubs up the hill to to recruit those quality players that are based in the city.
0: Yeah. Mm, well, talking about you have five teams in the CSL. One thing I can't go without talking about is. That across that you have a best and fairest uh, only one winner this year was you. How was it to to win that for 2023 and have that to have that award?
1: Oh it, yeah, um, phenomenal. It was it was a yeah a bit of a surprise. Um, yeah, like I say, there's 100 registered players there, and, and so to to get that accolade, um, yeah, it was um, was um, fantastic for me. Um, it's only it's only been running for three years now that 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 award that we do over the the, the whole club, um, and so. I get to um, pop my name down there on the uh, the perpetual trophy, so yeah, it's something I can look back on in the future and, and be really proud of.
0: Well, you're lucky you don't uh, you don't uh, have um, coach yourself in the team because then you might give yourself the coach's player of the year, maybe.
1: Yeah, well, some of the boys were telling me they think it was rigged. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do they? <laughs> yeah. Uh- uh, well we can't you can't rig that but mate well hey, I would probably try and do that because the only way I can probably win an award for playing football because I'm not that great at it but um but talking about <laughs> talking about having the players as well the trials you guys are doing trials this season as well uh for Mount Barker United Collegiate um how's how's that working for you guys this year? Uh
1: so yeah this is the first year that we're actually gonna run run trials for the A's and B's um usually it would just be um what we call a come and try day and and. and try and get some players out that way. But but I think with um, from what I'm hearing, a few players are coming across that are uh, really going to challenge for spots in the A's and B's this year and, and hopefully really strengthen us up um, and give us that extra depth um, that we're, I don't think the club's had for a few years now. So um, I think competition for spots in, in any club or team is really important, especially at the A's level. Um, and so hopefully um, the idea is that... Um, these players will will realise that you know they can't take their spots for granted. Mm. They have to be showing up and putting in, and putting in one hundred percent and um, and really earning their spot. Um, yeah, and so hopefully uh, the collegiate mob will strengthen through through it being framed
0: as trials. Hopefully so, and uh, you got two dates of those coming up as well: October twenty second and November twelfth. So hopefully you can get some big crowds uh, down there and many players to come and try out for the club.
1: Yeah, yeah, we hope so. Um, I, I, yeah, from what I am hearing, uh, tomorrow. Uh, next year sorry will be a positive season
0: uh, Yeah, looks for look forward to seeing what you guys can do on the field but uh off the field as well being a volunteer and uh ha, as well as being a player and a coach what's that like to to have that load and trying to do those extra things for a club and um, get the club going because we know how important volunteers are how do you how do you find being a part of the club and doing that, those type of things as well for the club
1: uh well basically i do it because i love it um it's football's given me so much uh Throughout my lifetime, and and um, you, you just you rise to the occasion. Um, you see you see how much it means to some of the the players and other people at the club. And uh, like I say, I've, I've made lifelong friends there now. Um, and these people are the, the sort of ones that you'd, you'd bend over backwards for. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's the most rewarding thing seeing seeing that that it's a it's a club and it's a place that that people can come and and wash away all their other um, worries in life and enjoy joy being part of a,
0: a, a football club. And uh, we can't go past, uh, can't keep talking about your career and being at the club without talking about your partner, who's also at the club. Claire, she's uh, obviously a big volunteer at the club. She's done a lot of work. She's also the winner of uh, a competition we had on our uh, on kicking at locals page with Macron. So um, she does a lot of hard work around the club. What's it like being there with her and sharing the time with her?
1: Oh, it's awesome. Uh, she's um, really affectionately known as the club mum at, at Mount Barker. Um, uh, she'll she'll get questions and ask for advice from anything from football to personal life to career to anything um but for me personally yeah having having the her, her support you know right behind me it's that um you know the foundation that i can i can build myself on and um, be the best sort of coach player volunteer that i can be having having her love and support next to me so um, yeah really fantastic
0: we know a lot of partners, uh, they try and get out to at least uh, to one game every week to to support, but she's got two games a week to try and support you. Does she manage to get out to both?
1: She does. Yeah, she's she's there most of the day. Yeah. yeah. She'll even be there Yeah, a lot of the time for for an entire day. Um, I remember a few years back, um, we, we had to head down to an away game and it was horrible weather. It was um, 20 mils of rain and, and 10 degrees. And I said, no, stay home, put the fire on it. And she just wouldn't have a bar, but she still wanted to to get out there and support me. And, um, yeah, she's, uh, yeah.
0: Very supportive. That's good. <laughs> That's good to hear that have someone like that to help you out. But, uh, well, it sounds like it's a great club to be a part of Manbark United. Um, I've, seen, I've spoken to a couple of people, volunteers from up there, and it seems like a, everyone really enjoys it. Cause I think because you're a, a further away from a lot of the other uh, clubs, there's not as many clubs in your area. Um, it has a different feel to it. Do you see that for your, for the club? Uh, yeah,
1: I, I think that's it's fair to say. Yeah, um, that um, yeah. We, we, I mean, we yeah. Obviously, we stick together most clubs over yeah, Like you say, geographically um, being so far away, it's not like um, you know, if if you're um, upset at this club, you can pop down the road to the next one or anything like that. So yeah, um, yeah. And I think I think there is a yeah good sense of
0: camaraderie with the hills uh, clubs and and in particular ours. Yeah. Well, it's good to see. And uh, well, we better wrap it up now because I know you got uh, you're got a busy busy schedule. Um, especially it's off-season, but there's never an off-season in football, is there? No, not for me. I'll, uh, yeah, well,
1: I'm consistently always watching, analysing football and uh, can't switch my head off
0: it. So. Uh, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But, mate, we are got to uh, wrap it all up. But we've got to wrap it all up the way I do it with every single guest, and that is with the kicking it questions, which I ask every single guest. Um, And hopefully you haven't even heard this before because it always makes it better and I get better answers uh, when – no one, no one has a clue. Okay, all right. Well, let's do it. Well, which footballer would you love to have a kick with on the park if you had a choice, anyone in the world?
1: Oh, well, for me, that's an easy one. That's Thierry Henry for me, uh, being an Arsenal fan. um, Yeah, he was he was uh, my favourite player back in the day and I yeah, still still reflect on the Invincibles era and what he was able to achieve with Arsenal. So, um, yeah, favourite player by far was Thierry Henry. So.
0: Yeah, nice. No, he is a good player. But the other thing I've got to mention as well is that for any of my regular listeners will know when you just said you're an Arsenal fan that I reckon it's, I've got to I actually have to go back and do the stats because I reckon it's over 50% of my guests have been Arsenal fans and uh, you're added to the list now, Mark. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Hopefully there's more of us around. Hopefully we can all be celebrating very soon with, you know, a league win or a champions league or FA cup, something like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Well don't celebrate too soon. Just in case it's still early days. Um, and I, th- I think for us other uh, football football fans uh, that love, they don't really have an attachment to any EPL sides like myself would be barracking for Tottenham just for, just for Ange's sake. I think. <laughs> I know. <it's, laughs> this is why I, this is why I brought this up at the end of the conversation so you don't need to switch off. <laughs> no, no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nah. All the best to Ange, but um, he's he's uh, I don't like the club he's at for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, absolutely. I think everyone that's uh, I don't really have an attachment to Tottenham, but if I had to support anyone now it would have to be Ange. Not Tottenham, but Ange. It'd be good to Fair see enough. him. It would be good to see him do well, but it'd be great to see uh Tottenham and Arsenal right at the end uh flying for that top spot. That would be uh, pretty cool. Top two
1: at the
0: minute, so maybe it'll stay that way. Let's hope so. Well, let's move on to the last one as well. Name two people, uh someone internationally and someone locally who you'd love to have a kick with. Uh, to love Love to kick it with on a Saturday night and uh, watch some football. So kick it kick back, have a couple of beers and uh, watch some football. Two people. Oh,
1: someone internationally. Yeah, internationally
0: oh. and someone locally. So two people. Oh. Um, you could invite Terry on, Ray. I reckon he'll be good fun. Uh,
1: well, Yeah, look, I'm happy to have some beers with him and maybe maybe a few beers and then kick the football and we'll see how we go after that. Yeah. Um, let's go. And someone locally. uh uh, I'll, I'll bring up um, one of my old coaches. Actually, Steve Maxwell was someone that I, I really looked up to. Um, at he coached me, you know, as a youngster, and uh, I'd like to go and uh, have a have a beer with him if if that if he's if he's in there listening. <laughs>
0: Hopefully, uh, what's um what was it like being coached by Steve Maxwell? Uh,
1: he he in my opinion was was one of the better coaches that I had. He he, he trained me at um, it was under 19s level at Adelaide City. So it was sort of that that um, that jump from the youth system into, into the seniors, and and um, uh, I, I think looking back, that was the year that I just learned the most I I ever had about how much it takes to become a professional footballer. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I've always said that he was uh, probably my favorite coach and one of the better coaches that
0: I had in my career. Beautiful. Well, that's um, that's good to see. You. Well, hopefully you can uh, um, you'll have the beer with him and Terry on Rees, what uh, you've chosen. So. There you go. Take that, yeah. That'd I mean, be a great deal. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining me, Mark. Uh, it's been a pleasure chatting to you, learning uh, your story as well at in the CSL level, and uh, hopefully next year you can uh, win some uh, trophies with both of the uh, teams, maybe with uh, both the B's as a player and uh, and the A's with as a coach. Yeah, let's hope so. And, uh, thanks for having me, Johnny. That was the Mount Barker United CSL head coach and player, Mark Newbury. Make sure you subscribe to Kicking It Local wherever you get your podcasts so you can get a taste of the SA football community. Plus, follow our Kickin' It Local SA on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss any of the action. See you soon.